G'day guys, welcome to this week's weekly developer update. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. Once again, I have Joe with me. How are you, mate? Doing pretty well. It's uh, moving into the end of the year, so things kind of slowed down a little bit. People have holidays, uh, you know, so we'll we'll see if we have another one of these. I think we might, but um, we'll definitely have it on Discord. And uh, I know that Alex wanted to do kind of like a yearly wrap up, uh, kind of high level overview of what we did, you know. What we learned is usually most important right yeah and uh then where we're going yeah definitely um i've actually been doing some numbers and getting some uh metrics and statistics of sort of what's happened throughout the ecosystem over the past year and uh, it's pretty exciting actually um the amount of content and everything else that's been pushed out but then on the development side as well it's yeah it's amazing to see yeah we've we've laid a lot of uh screen time on these uh videos and I, you know i hope it's one of those things that even if somebody comes in new next year it just gives them a lot to dig into a lot to kind of watch and learn about ergo see how the development process works learn about the community principles all that good stuff yeah i think i even shocked myself looking at the numbers but i'm not going to sort of release anything now um you'll have to tune into the ama i'll provide all those numbers so then uh Yourself and Kushti can um, provide that to the uh, community. It'll be pretty exciting, right. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to touch on actually is um, sort of like the testing side of things and oracles. And I know the Oracle framework has uh, been in development for a long time now, but um, each week we've been reading sort of this uh, the updates and uh, the last couple of times we've seen a couple of updates there basically saying or reaching out to people to have like pool operators and and things like that so i think it's maybe a good thing to mention um helping out developers on the testing front um and all that sort of side of it yeah you know one thing that yeah people need to recognize about building software which is ultimately what uh cryptocurrency is all about uh is that it development comes in phases right you have a phase where you're kind of building things, uh, you know, in isolation, and then you start plugging them together and seeing how they behave as one. And then you kind of have this period where you finally get everything together enough that you're on the runway. You get to see if it flies and how it flies. And uh, then usually, you know, you go through another period of kind of refinement. Uh, and eventually you get to like this beta phase where, the best thing that can happen is you get community engagement, right? Yeah. Where uh, people come in, uh, they not only test and break things, which new users are generally pretty amazing at, uh, but they also will, you know, they have a unique eye, unique perspective. Uh, and sometimes even on like the design or the user experience, there's really a wealth of information that, even somebody that doesn't, uh, you know, let's say necessarily know how to create the change, they'll just come in and say, hey, this feels wonky. Mm -hmm. the, you know, the user flow is off. Something, you know, should shift around to make this easier. And, and that's invaluable, in all honesty, because then when you actually take a product to market, uh, you have kind of the, uh, I guess, user feedback built in, right? And, yeah. you know, in, in private industry, that's something that, you know, they hire out, right? 
uh, in terms of like public infrastructure and, and projects on top of blockchain, we rely on the community. Now, sometimes uh, that can be incentivized and other times, you know, they rely on people's kind of generosity and time. Um, you know, and, and if I look at the uh, projects that are kind of coming out, we actually have quite a few that are in that initial uh, bootstrapping phase where if people want to jump on and, and, give like their feedback in terms of the user experience what to change what to improve now's the best time because uh you know it's it's still early days and you know in terms of like oracle pools then you're talking about a little bit more of a uh technical commitment right spinning up an oracle pool is not that difficult to where if you reached out somebody would help you like I, I do think that barrier of entry is is actually a lot less daunting than people would imagine, and so I would I would encourage those of you that are in the community that you know would be interested, but maybe that's a little bit over your head. Reach out, learn a little bit, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. Jump into a little bit of command line and um, spin up an oracle, and it's pretty cool once you see those sort of rewards and everything sort of running over and ticking over nicely it's um yeah very rewarding experience yeah if you're operating a node or uh you know running infrastructure already it's a great way to learn i, I think sometimes there's like a i'm just going to call it like the shyness barrier where I, I think there are people out there that would be interested and they would love to do it uh, but then there's like a question, okay, are they actually willing to reach out and ask for help? Or, you know, maybe we need to just do better in terms of like, you know, throw, spinning up a YouTube, how to support, uh, you know, the new Oracle framework, right? Yeah. And try to make that uh, as accessible as possible. But even beyond Oracles, um, you know, th that type of user feedback really is valuable. You know, we have a lot of little projects. You could look at like Swamp Audio where, you know, they're going to be releasing a, you know, kind of a beta soon where people can get on and play with things. Or Azorus is releasing their beta where they can come and play with things. That community engagement is super valuable. Yeah, definitely. Um, just to name a couple others, we've got Excel doing the um, their testing on the, front, uh, the UI and then also uh, Spectrum's on the Cardano as well doing um, or the testing side there. So there's a number of projects that can uh, utilize some feedback. And often, like you said earlier, having a set of fresh eyes and you can see things from a different perspective that a lot of people who have been um, involved in previously might not actually recognize. So um, if you just walk in there, it could be something that's very blatant, like an extra user click that could be um, uh, sort of deleted or something along those lines. So yeah, by all means, jump out and um, reach out have the discussion and, and jump in and go head first, just straight in the deep yeah, especially, end. Especially if you're someone out there that's already has some interest in these projects. Yeah. You know, like if, if you have uh, supported them in the past or are currently like holding their token, it's kind of in your interest in a way to, you know, get in and, and help them build a great product. Yep, yeah, definitely. Very well said. All right, mate. Well, let's jump into the weekly developer update. All right. And kicking things off, we have Mr. Starfelger. So his work this week on the Wallet app completed implementation of notifications for the Mosaic apps and released 2.3.2225 with this feature. 
I think he's stirring us up with the uh, the least numbers there. <laughs> uh, also added some warning messages on Ergo Pay confirmation screen for the token burning and creating uh, box uh, boxes and it's self-reporting um, a high age. That's in regards to storage rent. Um, integrated mosaic notifications into token J's age USD dashboard with latest uh, wallet app. If you set the dashboard as a favorite, it'll notify you for the 400% threshold changes. That's a handy little thing. And uh, have some family time over the next week or so. So I won't be expecting on uh, to be on here and sharing anything new for the next two weeks. Enjoy your holidays there, mate. Uh, just a couple of rollouts and releases uh, in the meantime. So probably the last update for the year. I want to thank everyone in the community for a great time. It's an honour to work for the Ergo and uh, glad to have the chance to join the team and push Ergo and its ecosystem uh, forward for the next year or so and interact with all of you. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah. Enjoy your time away. Uh, next up, we have Bitmasks. All right, so C8E4D2A. Um, those of you that don't know what that means, I don't either. Uh, Bitmasks is a project um, kind of like uh, oh, way back in the day, there was something like CryptoKitties, where you could take uh, two NFTs and combine them or mate them in some way, and you'd spin out uh, something new. Uh, they're kind of building on that's the first of its kind in the Ergo ecosystem where they have these little creatures with masks. And it looks like the breeding combinator uh, has been uh, worked on. It looks like the interactive tree for testing is, is still in progress. And their uh, JS compiler for the breeding grammar uh, is uh, coming together as well. So pretty soon, um, you know, we'll... Looks like bit mask holders out there can start making babies. <laughs> okay, so next up we have Green Hat and Team. So Tim L has uh, replaced instances of the RC Ergo Box and Arc Ergo Box. So that's for the multi-thread environment in Sigma Rust. And then on Green Hat's side, uh, it's just fixing an issue with missing a ballot contract update found during the Oracle change update test. The fix is almost ready to go, but the prepare update command code became way too complex and has a few ideas on how to simplify it. Also spent more time uh, than he should on an incorrect box ID error on JSON passing. And it turned out to be that the token amount uh, hitting the good old JS number 53 bit limit. Uh, they're running the Erg Gold Pool on Testnet with six oracles. Uh, there's still a few places less left, like we mentioned a little bit earlier in the intro. And please consider joining. Uh, you can jump onto the Telegram group there. Encourage everyone interested in running their own pool to start one and has documented the process steps that they took uh, to get this pool started on the Testnet. You can jump onto uh, that link there, how to bootstrap. And then... The next target is to continue testing the contract update process, uh, changing the number of oracles. And as always, the current progress towards the release is tracked on the roadmap. Follow the link then. Scrolling down, we have MHS. All right. Uh, looks like we had a nice update 
uh, from the Rosen side. Uh, looks like 90% uh, of the tests uh, have been done. Uh, looks like there's still uh, a few bug fixes and improvements that they've uh, worked on and are working on. The cold storage aspect uh, on Ergo and Cardano has been finished. Uh, they will test and review it uh, a bit more. Uh, Cardano node support has been added for guards as an alternative channel uh, verification. And the ERG and ADA transfers are now under testing. And he dropped a couple of links on the Cardano scan and the Ergo Explorer. Uh, so those of you that kind of want to watch that process unfold. Yeah, you can see yeah. the source user yeah. payments, commitment creation transactions, trigger event creation. Now, he did add a very important note here. Uh, since the UI supports ERG and ADA, uh, these tokens are real. Right? So they're, they're testing um, the actual assets. So please do not use the bridge. Um, no refunds or guarantees. Uh, in terms of swaps at the moment, it's still something that is a work in progress. And that's kind of a, uh, let's just say, danger sometimes where uh, people pile in prematurely and uh, yeah, find themselves in trouble. Um, so you potentially could lose your Ergonada and uh, the Rosen tokens that uh, are being used are worthless. So uh, please... Uh, let them continue to work. I think he just wanted to kind of show everybody that we are live and here's verification of it. Yeah. Um, now, continued, he said, we're ready for another deployment and public test. Uh, the regroup process is under review. This process allows adding and removing guards. Uh, when it's done, there will be an invitation uh, to start community uh, testing. Now, those of you that uh, would be interested, one thing I always recommend when you're testing uh, beta infrastructure is spin up a new wallet that's specific for that test and make sure you put in just enough to play with, right? Um, because, well, and then sometimes uh, that doesn't end well. So, Yeah, uh, by all means, uh, heed that warning that you just mentioned. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, even on um, the risk management side, I've just put a tiny little piece in there, a um, couple of ERG, a couple of ADA, and see how that plays out because you don't want to play with your whole bag and anything like that because, yeah, obviously being in better, uh, it's in a testing phase and things can go awry. Yeah, I think when I was, I was playing around with uh, Excel this week, I minted seven. US or SIG USD. Like that, yeah. that was my test limit. So, <laughs> worst case, I'm out seven bucks. Yep. Okay, scrolling down. Next up, we have Pushti. And then on the node and protocol development side, he's working on bootstrapping with the UTXO set snapshot. Uh, I think it'll take a little bit longer, so two to three weeks more, but already got. Uh, has already managed to download the UTXO snap, set snapshot, broken into chunks from peers, uh, reconstruct it, and apply. 
So there's still a lot of stabilization, polishing, uh, refactoring, and uh, documentation efforts ahead. He made uh, issue 1924. It's currently working on that. Reviewed, reviewed PRs in the Sigma State repo, so 801, 802, and 848. Uh, to the moment, only 802 is approved. And then on to other matters, made another round of reviews for the DEXI contracts, except the LP found some issues on the way. Skullhub is fixing those at the moment and is uh, checking the LP contract. Uh, it was part of the community chat this week, so discussed storage rent and ERP33 extensively and has also checked Satergo's code a little bit. It was interested in how hard it would be to extend it by uh, including uh, optional IPFS client, etc. There's still a lot going on, even though the, we're coming to the end of the year. Pushed is still full steam ahead. He was excited when he got that first... Uh snapshot put together and chunked out from the p2p layer that was, that was a big step yeah uh and another update from mhs all right so with ergo raffle looks like the contracts for the next version are ready off-chain services will be implemented in the next months uh, there are two options for that refactoring the current code scala or implementing it in uh, typescript the decision is not yet made. Uh, the problem with refactoring current code is that it is mostly based on backend and adding DAP connector is not so straightforward. Um, then we also have a project here, Minotaur Wallet. Uh, nothing new, but it's uh, very good to mention that Minotaur supports multi-sig wallets. Um, so please try that and provide feedback. Those of you that don't know uh, what multi-sig allows you to do is kind of break up your key into parts uh, that then, you know, could need like multiple signers to create the full key and then execute transactions. It can be used with a group of people or sometimes uh, individual users even will want that level of redundancy in their life that way if like you know they have a wallet on their phone or a wallet on their laptop or something like that and one of them grows legs uh you know it feels safer right yeah on a personal note you can set up like a like a 2 fa or a 3fa sort of side of things um just on a personal wallet yeah it's it's a nice it's a nice security tool uh, it looks like Minotaur has an EIP for Im implementing a multi-sig wallet that will be published soon. That way we get standards, but please consider that adding the support is not straightforward for other wallets since its verifier is not supported by the app kit yet. So it looks like we have a little bit of tooling to do before that uh, shows up across the ecosystem based on the EIP that they'll submit. And uh, still working on a general DAP connector for all kinds of wallets. So we'll uh, kind of get more, uh, let's say, you know, feedback advice in terms of creating standards, which is important. Yeah, most definitely helps everyone across the board in the ecosystem. Uh, next up, we have Captain Nemo and the Fleet SDK update. So on the core side, added plugin support. Uh, allowed manual token minting, allows item placing for data inputs and outputs, 
and is allowing ensuring input inclusion by box ID. Uh, added one plugin, which was the Babel Fees plugin, and is working with uh, Cafe in regards to uh, documentation. So you can check it out at uh, the GitHub there that is linked. There's a couple of examples here on the Babel's Fee plugin usage. So introducing the fleet plugins. The fleet plugins are designed on top of three principles, security, composability, and ease of use. So on the security side, uh, the plugin scopes isolated from the rest of the transaction builder. So plugins don't have access to or can't remit, uh, manipulate transaction data. A token burning is possible, but it's restricted to the plugin inputs and can uh, must be explicitly allowed on the transaction builder settings. So in other words, uh, the damage that an eventually compromised or bad plugin can cause is restricted to the input uh, to the inputs plugin is directly managing. Then on the composability side, plugins can be based uh, basically composed by using the transaction builder.extend method. One can buy SIG USD from the Sigma USD protocol and pay the uh, pay the fees using Babel fees, for example. The only limitation for composability relies on the contracts being used. And then on the ease of use, the fleet plugins basically a JavaScript function where an interpreter can add inputs, uh, data inputs and outputs to the transaction and publish them as an NPM uh, package. So any dev can make use of it. And that being said, invite all DAP developers to write fleet plugins for your DAPs. In the coming weeks, uh, we'll write some documentation uh, for the whole structure for now. Uh, the Babel Fees plugin implementation is a good example to follow. That's huge for the ecosystem. Yeah, that is. It's been a work in progress for quite a while, so it's a, it's a pretty amazing update. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we have to give a shout out to Cafe for uh, jumping on documentation. Um, that's like the, I don't know, underrated hero. And when it comes to a lot of uh, stuff uh, that developers put together, um, that type of documentation is just invaluable in terms of reuse and having somebody new come in and just learn that much faster. Yeah. I jumped onto the website a little bit earlier just to have a quick squeeze of how things are set up. And um, yeah, the documentation is very well structured and uh, very easy to read. Uh, so it's not too technical, but it gives all the information that you require. So far, obviously being a work in progress. All right. Looks like next we have Ilya. Uh, looks like uh, Spectrum has been working on the LM bots for Ergo and uh, improved the LM staking history, uh, pool listings, etc. in JS SDK. Yep. Short and sweet one there from Ilya. Uh, next up, we have uh sky harbor and update from quokka so the cart checkout feature is now complete just need some more testing of edge cases before release uh, then the docs contracts can come out uh, i know they said that uh last week but we're seeing this being done this week for sure uh, you're flirting with danger there quokka and yeah. um ergo pay backend is uh, set up so building transactions for it currently Thank you very much for the update, mate. Yeah, that's great to see. And 
scrolling down, we have Morphic. All right. So on Sigma, uh, these updated issues, PRs, statues, milestones, roadmaps in Sigma, and updated the language spec, uh, reviewed additional comments, and updated the Sigma PR for Kushti's uh, review. Uh, learned and set up Scala Lee typed and imported fleet SDK common into Sigma JS. Uh, this way, TypeScript modules of fleet can be reused directly in Sigma JS. Next up, it's going to be the Sigma JS implementation of Sigma.js prover to sign and transact our transactions uh, coming from fleet. So that's great. It looks like uh, in the coming weeks, uh, Nemo is going to showcase the fleet SDK and start with the Nautilus integration. And what that's going to open up is the DAP uh, tab that he's teased us with. Yeah, we've seen a couple of screenshots on that one. So yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, next up, we have ErgFlip. So they added Russian roulette, roll the dice, and pick a number from 1 to 10. So that increased maximum bet sizes and willing to add more Ergo native tokens from different projects. So if anyone's willing to have their token listed, hit them up. And is currently working on a new game that they're willing to keep secret for now. Uh, it'll take a little bit longer than these last simple games, maybe to, uh, maybe up to about three weeks, he thinks, at this stage. So keep it, keeping us in suspense. And next up, we have our favorite meme coin, Comet. All right, so it looks like they launched their decentralized lottery this week. The ticket price was 250,000 Comet, which sounds like a lot, but... I have no idea what that translates, or not a lot. <laughs> yeah, not sure. Uh, wallets that hold more than 10 million Comet will get 2.5% drops from the lottery pool after there is a winner. Uh, the Comet NFT holders will get 4%. 2.5% will get burnt. 1% will go to the Comet treasury. Uh, this week's lottery didn't pick a winner. Every Comet in the pool went to the next lottery, so they're doing kind of the... I guess in, in the U.S. we have like Powerball where it rolls over. Um, the Comet Lottery Pool now holds 6.75 million Comet. Uh, looks like a work in progress is adding alerts if Wallet doesn't have a common amount. Uh, also, work in progress is adding stats on the front end. Uh, looks like he dropped both the uh, Comet Lottery smart contracts um, and the Docker, which is great to see. Uh, so you can now run a uh, back-end bot via Docker and uh, play around with Comet. I have to kind of give them the dog on the Comet <laughs> thumbs up thing at the bottom of that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, it's good to see that they're actually uh, contributing and jumping in and getting involved in the ecosystem and providing some um, nice little bit of entertainment there. Yeah, it'd be, it's going to be interesting to see how many times it rolls over before we have a winner. <laughs> True. Okay, so next up we have uh, Low Key Nerd and Blitz TCG. 
Uh, so someone questioned why they didn't provide an update last week. <laughs> He's saying, my bad. Um, so over on the Blitz side, they've almost wrapped up uh, the deck builder code. Uh, it's able to do a few cooler things now, also merging projects uh, with their dev partner to get matchmaking stood up uh, in its basic form, but no card abilities yet, etc. Uh, it is still progressing nicely and over 60% is complete. So around 170 cards are needed for the release. Funds are in a good place. Overall, uh, just slowly and steadily progressing. Uh, there's nothing at this point that will prevent the release of the Blitz aside from extremely unfortunate and unforeseen uh, events, e.g. I get hit by a bus. Please don't do that, mate. Uh, once the project is in more of a final state and happy uh, with how the code looks, we'll share the entirety of the project code on GitHub and start managing the releases from that. A new public playtest will be posted to the Discord in a couple of days for folks who want to try and break the deck builder once again. And thanks again to all the testers for all the help. It's awesome. Yeah, so if you want to play around, hop in their Discord. Yep. And scrolling down, we have another BTC. All right, so it looks like Willie is fixing V1 protocol, uh, squashing bugs that are preventing minting and redeeming transactions to be posted through Nautilus, uh, stabilizing the redeem function, uh, continued integrating the Ergo API into the wrapping dashboard, uh, integrated database for managing submissions and user queries uh, during the testnet launch. Yep, thank you. And more to the comment update that you provided earlier. They do have an update. Looks like they have a winner. Have a winner. <laughs> it's funny, actually. I actually know who the winner is, and <laughs> it's it's the quite. Winner retired. CW lot of lot of comment winner. It wasn't myself, no. It was actually Coutelier, I believe. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, obviously everything's open source and everything like that. There's no funny business going on behind the scenes. Well, you know what? Maybe he's just the biggest DJ about the most <laughs> Buy a lot of tickets. Okay, and uh, yeah, just following on from this, a little update on a uh, comment from MGPy. As Coutelier mentioned, the uh, Comet Lottery was launched this week and the backend's now open sourced. The first round was a success and the off-chain bot made for Comet is simple but effective. It will likely be used with Ergo Sapiens and Ergo names also. So please take a look uh, at the link and the documentation will be coming soon. Uh, other than that, it's just excited to get back on to Ergo Sapiens and Ergo name uh, next week after finals. Good luck with all yeah, the finals. Good luck with the tests. Yep. And next we have Glasgow. All right. So one thing that Glasgow has been working on this year, uh, which is pretty invaluable, is taking all of these uh, bits of information from all over the place and compiling them into a place that's easily digestible. Uh, so it looks like he split the navigation uh, between top nav and side nav, so it's a lot clearer. Uh, to move through. He's tidying and added stuff to the application and use case section. Uh, if your project is missing, 
uh, feel free to hop on and add it. I uh, started adding or started loading the LaTeX uh, from various foundational documents, multi-sig protocols, ergo tree specifications, and videos of Kushti or other devs uh, so that everything is kind of in one place, indexed, uh, searchable. Uh, and so, you know, if you're coming into the ecosystem, that documentation is is great to dive into. Uh, looks like he created a cryptographic section, uh, loaded more technical information and fleshing out uh, more details in terms of mining, uh, loaded the application.config and tidying up descriptions. Uh, many of these are still a work in progress. The to-do list of next tasks now kept on the linked repos readme.md. Uh, as usual, any input is appreciated with uh, the channel here, Education, where uh, Webhook uh, now auto posts any Git activity. Uh, feel free to DM him if you want to get repository of your own links on the channel. Um, you know, that type of, uh, let's say, open source organization is just huge. You know, a lot of the times we have people that are building uh, open source frameworks in different areas and, you know, documentation kind of comes uh, a lot of times it's like cleanup work, right? But having someone kind of come in from a higher level and organize everything and index it and create a nice library for everybody is beautiful. So great work. Yeah, I can't sort of uh, overstate the amount of work that's gone into this as well. Um, finding all the information, like trolling old forum posts and Discord posts, uh, all these little bits and pieces of uh, information found throughout the entire ecosystem and just sort of uh, culminating all in these docs um, uh, repo and then basically rewording things, going through editing, you name it. It's, yeah, it's a huge undertaking. So if you have any uh, chance to get on there and provide some help and go through and, and assist Glasgow on that, by all means, jump in and help him out. So here we go. Update from Cotelier. Update V3. <laughs> Apparently I won. <laughs> Only bought one ticket. Sorry, sirs. I guess I'm very lucky. <laughs> Was winning no, all the time know. on Ergflip, apparently. <laughs> so we promise the game isn't fixed. Take a look at the smart contracts. <laughs> yeah, we'll see next time who wins. Yeah. Proof will be in the pudding. Okay, next up we have Ergo POS. All right, so it looks like POS has uh, fixed some bugs um, and enhanced a few things. Looks like uh, the limit to the amount entered so that the user does not accidentally enter too large of an amount and an error occurs. Uh, solved the problem of imperfect display due to long addresses. Solved the problem with slow loading of customer lists created uh, index searching uh, solved the error caused by too long of an input when querying customers uh, add checking to avoid confusion caused by the same product name and add checking to avoid confusion by the same customer name it looks like uh, the tabby app done and ready to pay with qr code nice it's coming along very well by the looks of things Uh, scrolling down, we have Bulb from Ergo Names. 
that has been traveling all morning. So super late update here. I finished the semester, so I'll now have a lot more time over the next three weeks. Uh, they've been working on using Plasma for the Ergo Names Registry and believe that they are close to a working MVP and just finishing up a syncing engine for the back end. Awesome. And just continuing on, uh, Keith, this has a little update uh, from Excel. This is private beta testing of the UI is under underway at the moment. And next we have Satergo. Looks like on uh, ergonodes.net, which if anybody wants to hop in, it's kind of a way to kind of crawl through the nodes, look at the network. Looks like the versions older than 4.0.30 are now collapsed into a single slice of pie. Those of you that are running 4.0.30, please catch up with the network. <laughs> um, it's possible to restore the old behavior by adding uh, command to the end of the page URL. Yeah, now we're in the era of 5.0. Um, if I all means jump on and update everything. Yeah, I might even have an old note on a laptop somewhere that I probably need to see. So, oops. <laughs> Come on, mate. Yeah, slacking. Okay, next up we have an Unreal and update from the auction house. So all pages are now responsive on desktop, tablet, and mobile. Uh, they now send the proper notifications for the bidder, artist, and royalty shareholders on the events such as sales. There's a dark mode, which is almost there. Um, I believe there was an update on Twitter, actually. A couple of screenshots. Um, just a few fixes needed in the next week. The API now provides statistics for a collection, e.g. total volume and floor price. Uh, they're constantly testing the website on testnet and mainnet and will soon be available to artists to test the new UI and provide feedback. Uh, there's the ability to mark an artwork as a favorite has been added to the back end and API and is going to implement it in the UI. There's a few implement uh, improvements that have been done on in the back end regarding sending funds to the royalty shareholders and transaction fees. Backend now has the ability to provide features, uh, featured artworks so that they can be shown in the homepage and other design, uh, designated places in the UI. And the exact current price is calculated in the backend and it's provided by the API. And this is important, especially for Dutch auctions in which the artwork price declines over time. And there's a couple of UI fixes regarding auction cards, filters, and sorting footers, uh, the buttons in the header and search page, et cetera, et cetera. So I got a question for you, CW. Sure. Dark mode or light mode type character? I'm dark mode, hands down, through and through. I'm on the dark side. Yourself? I'm too lazy, man. I'll just go with what's default. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I said that. I don't I don't no, I've, I've had to go or adopt the dark mode because when you're jumping on the computer at who knows what time for meetings or whatever and you're jumping on and you've just come out of bed or something and it's just stark white and everything like that, it just burns the retinas. So, yeah, I've had to adopt the dark mode. I just take the slap in the face. That's how <laughs> it's going to uh, Good times. Okay, uh, 
I believe that's the weekly developer update. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. You know, um, I know that a lot of people are probably going to take some time off uh, for the holidays, be with family. So uh, if we do have another developer update, I imagine it'll be pretty light. I just hope everybody out there, um, you know, has a good time, family, friends, most importantly around here, food. Uh, definitely. Have a good time. We got to enjoy life. Yeah, definitely. Um, for myself, this will be my last uh, dev update for the year. I'll be heading away on holidays with my family and and a couple of friends as well. So um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in throughout the year. It's been a pleasure. It's my favorite time to jump onto the dev updates and uh, go through those each week with you, Joe, and uh, provide the content for the uh, community. It's fantastic, I think. All right, mate. Safe travels. I hope uh, you, your family, your friends have a good time. Cheers. I'll come back about 10 kilos heavier. Don't you worry. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, guys, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, have a good one and stay safe and uh, happy holidays, however you celebrate them. Have a good one. Bye.